Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe on RX Radio and I am Crystal, always excited to hear from my guests, to learn from their experiences. Today I have the CEO of Kim Lago Interiors and it's interesting that he graduated as a public health practitioner. But then somewhere along the way, he went into fashion and interior design. I have Mohammed Akim joining me on the Groove Cafe. Hello, my dear. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. Yes. What can you tell me about the public health space in Uganda today? <laughs> <laughs> um, public health, uh-huh. it's a broader thing because... Mm-hmm. Basically, what we do as a public health practitioner, mm. we don't look at health as for an individual, mm-hmm. but we look at it at the view of a, a large group of number of people. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is like community, mm-hmm. society, something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's something so broad. Okay, and that makes sense because if you don't look at the community one lives in, sometimes it's very difficult to pinpoint the issues of that community. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so from there, we went into interior design and fashion. <laughs> Mohammed, are you Ugandan? Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a Ugandan. Your friends call you Akim, Kim. What do your friends call you? Uh, most of them, actually, where I work from, mm-hmm. they call me Kim Solutions. Kim Solutions? <laughs> yeah. Ha. I have a feeling you're that guy. <laughs> you can fix whatever needs to be fixed. So you see interior, sometimes they are trendy staffs, they mm-hmm. are old staffs. So in most cases... Most of them always ask me of uh, trending stuffs, mm. or maybe mm. a client can come and pick something and then it's out of stock okay. by those few individuals that might be having. Mm-hmm. So I've always helped them out. Okay. So that's why I think they call me that. Okay. So they trust your taste. Some. They trust your eye. Eh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're Ugandan. Where were you born? I was born in Arua. In Arua. Mm, yes. Did you grow up there? Not really. Okay. Yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up this end of Chiriandongo. Okay. And then I came this side of Kampala. All right. And where was school for you? Uh, school, I uh, was in Chiwia Primary School. Mm-hmm. That was my primary. Mm-hmm. And then secondary, I was in March in DSS. That was senior one up to senior four. Mm. Then I went to Lubidi. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I became stubborn. Of course, I had to come back home <laughs> to March in <India. laughs> What did you do? <laughs> Actually, there Things were so... Actually, I was the best student in matching DSS. Mm-hmm. And, and I was also given a bursary when I came back in senior five. Okay. But I was there just for first term. Okay. That was senior five. Mm-hmm. Then second term, I had to go to Lubidi. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to test maybe a new environment, something like that. Mm. So reaching there, because I was doing BCM, I'm this guy that what I look is not what I do. Okay. So I was a scientist, but... My lifestyle was so different. I'm a footballer. I'm oh. this guy into... I love like being into vibe stuff like that. So mm-hmm. my performance, of course, had to go down. You know, Lubiri, I went there, football, that and... <laughs> so there were too many distractions. There are too many distractions. So ah. I had to go back to my India. Oh, okay. Because your performance went down. Yeah. Your parents decided? Actually. Or you? My life, I've been actually the final guy. I decide for myself. Oh, yes. that's a blessing. <laughs> Not many people can relate. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So for you to decide to do uh, public health, that was your choice? 
Yes, it was my choice actually. Uh, after my senior six, mm. I was working with uh, UNHCR. That was an organization called Intaid, but under UNHCR. Okay. Because I speak a little bit of more language. I speak Arabic. I speak Lingala. I speak a little bit of French. What? And then uh, wait, when did you learn Arabic? <laughs> I mean, when did you learn these different languages through school? I was in Congo for some time. Okay. I also Lingala. went to Sudan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. So I learned those languages, and my mom also speaks them. And you know, Kiswahili here in Uganda, if you're a business person, that is the best language. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was working as an interpreter because I just finished year six. I was like an interpreter. Wow. Yes. Okay. So as an interpreter, I was this person. Okay, I love working. Mm-hmm. I'm so creative. That's why. Whatever environment I go to, I'm always pinpointed out like so fast because mm-hmm. I'm so much of creative and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So from that, I think uh, they liked me, mm. and then I just became someone with no post. Okay. <laughs> but as a worker, no post. You find in case I I be covering up almost all offices. Okay. You find I'm the one maybe working on with the internees, mm-hmm. telling them what to do, advising them how to do this and that. Yet mm-hmm. I was just a senior six student. I mm-hmm. mean, actually, workist. Yes. So from there, I got a scholarship. Okay. Yes, and uh, I actually there were two. Because I got uh, 12 points, that was in senior six, mm. and I had all the principal passes. So there was an option of me doing a clinical medicine and then a public health. Okay. So I tried to inquire most people. You know, the life of today, everyone is after money, money, money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was in for public health, still it was. Uh, a scholarship yeah mm-hmm. but uh, i try to consult you find most of those uh, clinical officers they're like man there's little money mm. you struggle old stuff like that but public health uh once you're done mm-hmm. then that is the life everyone is wishing for so your life will just be different ah so the advice was like this yes. is where the money this is, is where the money is because <laughs> i by the way I consulted mm. yes i consulted most of doctors and They were telling me do public health, but I don't blame them. Mm. Why? Because you see, actually, that's why I'm having a project. Uh, it's kind of career guidance, but mm. it's so much into advising students on how to decide on their life, mm-hmm. what to choose, why. I think very many people do not have that advice. Yeah, exactly. So you just do something because it's there or mm. because someone else tells you to do it and mm. then later on you have to change everything. Exactly. Okay. Because in most cases, I don't regret doing public health, mm-hmm. but after the experience, I realized if I'd done clinical medicine first mm. and then I go in for public health, it could have been what I had dreamt for. Oh, yes. okay. Because uh, public health is so much of preventive, protecting, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But clinical is so much into treating. And and that's what she, you wanted to do. Yes, that's what I wanted to do. Because I've been so much into charity stuff and something like mm-hmm. that. I'm sure even the time with you and HCR. Yes. Mm-hmm. So one other thing, I'm this person who believed the world is going to go too practical. Whereby you have to be in a society whereby... Even though you're home or you're in a community, mm-hmm. someone can have a challenge, and from your practical knowledge, you can help them out. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. For instance, maybe if you're an engineer, you 
can find someone as a I want to construct maybe a house but um, funds and all that and then you feel you can come in and support them mm-hmm. so that's what i wanted mm-hmm. so i thought actually clinical i mean public health was the same stuff uh-huh that you'll so be we, able to impact communities exactly. mm-hmm. so when i went there into public health i realized things were different okay yes actually it's there's no much of treating and all that it's just much of a community dealing with communities and policy and policies mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i got done with public health but as i was doing my public health this was at nkumba university yes nkumba university mm-hmm. uh, as i was at nkumba university um you know i just don't know how things happen with me okay uh someone just told me because actually i started working out gyming stuff like that mm-hmm. then someone told me you could be the mr nkumba stuff like that you know <laughs> the, the click the group you get uh-huh and you had never thought about that no not really okay not really because actually i was even there the previous one when i just joined mm-hmm. uh, i was there at the show but everyone was like guy, you were supposed to be the one there showing <laughs> us your body and you're here standing <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So, so that's how the thing I think started. Okay. And me I kept on working. And you were just working out on yes, your own. Working out on my own. It was just for fun actually. Mm-hmm. It was just for fun. Mm-hmm. You so, had never modeled before that. Not really. Okay. Not okay. Really. So uh, after that, I think uh, then the advert was out for Mr and Miss. Mm-hmm. Still I didn't apply. Mm-hmm. But uh by that time the the guild present was Buchana Julius. Mm-hmm. So people told him Kim this Kim guy what what he has the potential but I think he's just feeling himself or oh, I think <laughs> thinks he can't then they called me mm. so I went there I was like actually I, I was one of the last people who registered here so I placed in my name mm-hmm. and and you went on to become Mr Nkumba actually the way the Mr Nkumba stuff also came out I think that's why I just thank God for whatever is happening in my life mm-hmm. and even the way I became Mr. Nkumba it was another story so a funny stuff why what happened funny stuff why actually the guy who promised when you're going to be there on the beach where I'm going to buy for you a boxer and I want you to come just in that boxer <laughs> <laughs> so that's why the guy was called uh, Wonders he was called Wonders okay so we did a training stuff like that we went on for online voting i didn't pass through mm-hmm. so i went home then one of my brother he studied at chisubi hi mm-hmm. was like i have a friend by the way who is so much into fashion i think he can help you that was at around uh, 10 pm at night okay so we called the guy the guy was like i'm going to be so busy but if you're around you can come right now mm-hmm. at 10 pm yes. okay so i went to the guy reaching there it was we reached there at around 11 mm-hmm. he gave me some tips how to walk stuff like that then he told me i've liked you mm-hmm. i'm going to give you one hour tomorrow but you come at international university of east africa okay so when i reached there the guy was like i want to teach you how to handle that huge mass of people mm-hmm. how so to speak like, how, how to... to speak how to walk that confidence mm-hmm. so i think by the time i went there most of students were out okay so he told me you're going to model when they are looking at you 
<laughs> so I started walking, pause. Everyone was looking at me was like, what's wrong with this guy? And who is this guy? Who is this guy? I'm new in the environment. <laughs> they don't know me. So they were just wondering. Uh-huh. So I did it after. When we were going for the show, he told me I have some creative wares. Mm-hmm. I can give it to you. And then uh, I also have, uh, actually wanted me to go as an engineer. I told him no. Since I'm doing public health, let, let me go in the professional way. Let me go as a public health officer because mm-hmm. we also dress like doctors. Yes, yes, with the lab coat and stuff like that. But I told him, please, can you come for the show so that you can be at least at, at the back? And you feel like you have his support yes, at least. Yes, because like, okay, I'm going to be busy, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So actually, I didn't even buy any clothes, not even anything. You could just find a friend be like. Where guy have this outfit? You have the body to fit you. She brings. <laughs> <laughs> so you find in every category. Category, yeah. Uh-huh. I had almost so many clothes, but we just had to choose. Just like, people giving you. Yes. Oh, Be like, wow. Try this. Mm-hmm. Try that. Try this. So, just in that, I got all the outfits. Mm-hmm. So we're already in a dressing room. Mm-hmm. I got a call from this guy. He was called Chatim. Mm-hmm. He was South Sudanese, I think. Yeah. He called me as like, guy, I'm at the library. Mm-hmm. You come, but you're going to meet the judges. Okay. Uh, you just come, say hi to them, and go. Okay. So I went. Actually, I didn't even see them. Mm-hmm. I think he felt at some point that he was doing something that wasn't right. Okay, okay. So I was like, you just come. At least you see me, and then you go. Mm-hmm. So I went, I saw him. Then I went to the stage. So, uh, the first time we went on stage, I wasn't feeling the vibe. But <laughs> so, the second time, when I came in lab court, mm-hmm. I felt I got the crowd. Because everyone was coming in normal outfits, office, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, me, I came in an office, but putting on a lab coat. It was different. It was so different. I think people were so surprised. Yeah? Okay. So, uh, in that, uh, then we went in for another category that mm-hmm. was now beach wear mm-hmm. so beach wear when i came on stage i think that's what made me to win now hey. so when i came i was all in a boxer <laughs> then <laughs> reaching there on stage uh-huh. i went in front then kind of shaked my breast <laughs> <laughs> women were like this people is were confused Everyone was women confused. were like oh my god because it reached point <laughs> whereby people knew i was the winner hey. Because okay. I think there was a... You were uh, the crowd favorite. Eh? Yes. Because there was a time of uh, creative wear mm-hmm. and I delayed because I was always the first inside of the, the men. Okay. So I delayed to come on stage. Mm-hmm. People were calling, where is this contest at number seven? We want contest. We want him. We want him. We want <laughs> to steal food stuff. People were so much. Then I came. So I reached time I had that confidence that it's now mine. Because mm-hmm. then... But you know, when I think about the combination of things, what you've told me, someone offering to coach you, people offering you clothes, all the support and the belief that your friends had, yeah. you know, for you. like I think things were supposed to happen that way. Yeah, that's, I think. So that's how you became Mr. Ngumba University. That's how I became Mr. I hope you hold on to those memories. Sounds like it was so much fun. Sometimes, yeah, because actually, mm. I believe that everything happens for a reason in someone's life. Okay. Because you find out, actually, in the public health class, I had so many challenges when I became a Mr. Nkumba. Okay. Uh, there was a lecturer who felt I was letting them down, being on a medical side and then in a public health. 
I to mm. I try talking to him I told him we public health practitioner our work is to reach the communities mm-hmm. talk to those people encourage them about their health such that they can make informed decision making about their personal health mm-hmm. so this is a great opportunity for me mm-hmm. to do that okay because you can't just come to community and you know nobody and mm-hmm. be like i want to talk to you ah, yes. but when someone come and someone is like you're holding a title you're a public health I mean, you are a Mr. Nkumba and then you're going to talk to them about their health. I think they can give you a little bit of attention. No, that's a good point. I think yes. he was coming from maybe a conservative yeah. you know, point of view. So actually, I think that's where the guy got. And I did that because actually, if you also go on Facebook, you search for Mr. and Mrs. Nkumba Association, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. most of the work is there. Okay, that you did during your time. Yeah, That's nice to hear. That you use that platform for yeah. for good. Yeah. So you were saying earlier when I asked you how long you've been doing business, you said since you were a child. Yeah. And I'm like, what? How? That's with who? Your mother? With family? Not really. Mm. Do you remember your very first business, the very first money you made on your own? Uh, my very first business, I used to get sweets. Uh-huh. And I take them to school. You're that guy. <laughs> You're the guy who made money while everyone else was spending whatever their parents gave yeah. them. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I could uh, go to Chikubo, buy mm-hmm. sweets, mm-hmm. and then take them to school. Okay. Actually, most cases I could not sell. Mm-hmm. I just take it, give it. They are those sharp, sharp ones. Eh? <laughs> so I go with it, give them. And they and don't the pay you. They, yes, sometimes they don't pay. And then sometimes in the evening they come and you balance yourself with them. Mm-hmm. So like that. And... Me doing that, I think I opened up eyes of so many other people. Okay. Actually, the school became like a marketplace. Oh, wow. You find people coming with sumbosas, chindazi, stuff <laughs> like that. And <laughs> of course, they had to stop us. Okay. Yeah. But that was the very first time you started. That was the very first time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And later? So, and then later, when I was still working the other side with, mm-hmm. uh, with those guys, I also opened up uh, a little bit a shop because mm-hmm. I used to bring stuffs from Kampala like sugar, mm-hmm. uh, those soap, small small detergent, something like that, mm-hmm. and then also keep on selling it. To them. Okay, so business has always been part of yeah, you. It has been part of me. So tell me about Kim Lago Interiors. How did that start? So Kim Lago Interiors, mm. uh, actually. That's why I was telling you that everything happens for a reason. Mm. That was the impact of COVID. Okay. Yeah, because I've not taken long into interior. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, I think two years. But as I told in my life, I've been so active. Mm-hmm. That's why it has made me to be so popular. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's this childhood friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He's called Mukisa Derek. Actually, he's also on companies called Mukisa Curtains. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... The guy used to work. Uh, actually, we, we, we studied in senior two. Together? Yes. Actually, mm. it was from senior one up mm. to senior four. And then he branched. Mm-hmm. But we are tight, tight friend whereby he used to come and stay home. I also go to their place, stuff mm. like that. Okay. Yeah. So, and by that time, actually, we are well off as compared to them. Mm-hmm. We are well off. So, you could find, I could help him here and there as he also helps me. So mm-hmm. And I was also so bright in class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are so friends like we are so friends with him so with time when i got the scholarship mm. so he could always come there's a time i told him and i mean come by the guy came <laughs> do you know uh, someone coming mm-hmm. and you're supposed to go and pick him okay so i was like okay i'm just at the roadside 
I saw someone passing by you know he was the guy was so fat so huge as <laughs> like a guy So the guy like passed, what happened what happened <laughs> and by the way the guy he wasn't even breathing very well you oh know he no. just walked he a small distance he was unhealthy distance. yes mm-hmm. just a small distance but the way he was breathing was like last like a guy what's up mm-hmm. Why what what's happening? Why are you overeating? Why are you <laughs> it seems you're so relaxed. You were so tough on me. him. Mm-hmm. So and then we talked. So he went after visiting me I think he went back. Mm-hmm. So um I kept on moving, moving, moving. So with time uh, as I was Mr. Nkumba because even up to now people call me Mr. Nkumba. Okay. Yes, because they felt I'm the one who has done it to their best. Okay. Yes. Mm. So um From there as a Mr. Nkumba there was this thing of uh, I think elections were coming in. Mm-hmm. People also told me go guy you can become the chairman electoral commission as like never said what's wrong with you guys <laughs> everything me But everything me is. Really have a lot of faith yes, in so you. I applied for it. Okay. Applying for it I went through So going through so they had to vote now you remember uh, each school sends a representative then after they select a chairman. Mm-hmm. So I came in and still I won I became the chairman electoral commission. Oh wow. So when I became the chairman electoral commission uh, then from there I think we did the work everything was done mm-hmm. and then I saved in some money mm-hmm. after saving in some money uh you know this thing you're done and then I was like actually I was in my third year. Mm-hmm. So, and you wanted to start something. Yes. Okay first we, I felt like that money at first I was like I think I need to pay these guys who helped me in Mr and Miss Ngomba when I was still Mr mm. actually most of them I gave them the work cuz I used to do shows to at least fundraise some money mm. so all those bouncers the DJs the what I make sure at least when I was the chair cuz there there was money but mm. in Mr Ngomba there was just actually they only give you bursary mm-hmm. and then a little bit of support okay okay yeah, yeah so So you uh, tried to give back to everyone who had supported yes. you. Huh? So after making most of even there's a guy who used to move with because I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. But there's a guy who was like where you mister you have to be driven whenever you want to go. <laughs> so the guy I could like always your be friends. A, I want friends like yours I guy, swear. The guy could always be available <laughs> whenever there's a show if there's miss and missing IUEA or what mm-hmm. you find a guy where there's miss and miss we are going. Okay. He comes we go. So mm-hmm. actually I was there with him. We could move with him when we we're going for the ballot papers. I could be using him by this time I pay him. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I felt like they did a lot. Yes, for you. Yes. So you had saved up some money. So I saved up <laughs> some money. How did you decide on interior design and curtains? So uh after saving the money I began a salon. Oh, okay. Yes, because mm-hmm. I I got a permit. There's a guy who told me this wonders guy was like man first get a permit. Mm. I got a permit. Getting a permit, I felt the money was going. Mm. As you know money you can't keep money as like we guy. Mm-hmm. I'm getting done with school and <laughs> I have nothing. You get. Mm. So I was like I think I should start up something small. Okay. So I began with Chutex, Manchu Apedicho, I got some guy. Mm. He was like I'm good at it. Actually began at Baza. Okay. So we went in Baza, we got those students as we were registering their names then such that when you opened a place at least we had clients already mm-hmm. so they came after the bazaar was done i solicited some capital mm-hmm. we began with the saloon stuff so you started with a saloon yes okay so with the saloon and then 
uh, that was the first the salon we started with. So when we went into COVID, mm-hmm. things became tight. Okay. So me, I was at Kumba, but the other friend of mine who was already in interior for him was in Salama. Mm-hmm. So I could call the guy man. COVID stuffs are hard. The guy gives you k thirty k, k twenty k. Yeah. Cause there's a time he called us like, "Guy, you come, we go and work." Okay. He had some site, so we went. We did the work, and then he gave me two hundred. You did the interior design. Yes, we uh-huh. are fixing. Actually, we are doing curtain rod installation. Mm-hmm. So after doing that, he gave me two hundred k. Okay. So I went home as like, "Guy," and then the guy was like, "Guy," instead of staying there in Entebbe. You come and stay decide because for him he was working actually because mm. remember it's so much into online stuffs and that so so he was still working he was through still COVID. working actually and his shop was open because this shop deep deep in the villages like those deep areas they were okay mm-hmm. they weren't closed like yeah. all the malls in town mm-hmm. so we could always be at the shop there you could be teaching me this is how we do this this is how we do that like mm. that so from there it's like we guy what I've given I think it's enough. You are so you are so <laughs> so time to get out there on yeah. your own but we are still of course we are with him we are mm-hmm. with him so actually me as i told you i've always loved doing something and just to surprise someone eh? and mm-hmm. someone feels wow this is so beautiful okay just like i told you uh, me also being into medical you treat someone then someone heals feels that happiness you get when you are sick and then from nowhere you're walking all healthy mm-hmm. so When I was into interior you find you go into someone's house with him and then from now you put curtains all the chairs and one day someone feels the beauty is like wow this is so nice and that makes you feel good yes that mm-hmm. makes me feel good yeah so from there uh, I went back to Entebbe mm-hmm. I was so much into only remember already this Mr and Miss Kumba mm-hmm. already gave me a platform Uh-huh. So you could build on that yes, platform. Yes, I was like I think I can build on this. Mm-hmm. I opened up a page that was on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Then I also did that in Instagram. So I started marketing, marketing, marketing. And surprisingly my first client <laughs> mm-hmm. was this guy who is called Kutesa Andrew. Okay. This is a guy we are competing with in merchandises. <laughs> so this is someone Actually, you knew from school also. Yes, and we are good in but as you know, if to them the best, tomorrow you are the best. Uh-huh. So that's so you are neck and neck yeah. in school. Mm-hmm. So the guy called me is like a guy I need curtains. And he was your first client? Yes, he was wow. my first client. Okay. So of course I didn't know where to get the materials. Still mm-hmm. I had to call Mukisa so I went with him we got the materials stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I kept on pushing Facebook and then because of the friends I have you could find someone be like hey, you share for me or so share for you never know I might get you a client. Mm-hmm. So you find uh there's much awareness about the curtain stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it started going viral like that like that then I started paying for ads on Facebook. Okay. So there's a guy who used to Actually, he's a wholesaler. Mm-hmm. I could go to him, get materials. Then there's one time I was like, "There's a shop you can go and uh, get some material from there." Because mm-hmm. then I went to the shop, reaching there, I got the material. Mm-hmm. Then from nowhere, by that time, all I needed was location. All right. I didn't have a location; I was just an online shop. Uh huh. Okay. So uh, the guy called me. That guy I used to get material from. He called me. He's called Kevin. Mhm. Kevin, I was home actually because me I used to be home mm-hmm. as I'm on WhatsApp, Instagram trying to promote when a client calls me then I come to town. Mm. So but it was challenging. 
Imagine being in Entebbe and then a client calls you, I'm already in town. Oh my, and then you have to rush like a crazy exactly, person. Yeah. Mm. So Kevin called me, I was like, okay, I see you're active and you're very creative. Mm. I wanted you to come and we start working together. I'll be paying you some little money. And he gives you space that you can work? No, he just told me you come, you work. Mm-hmm. This becomes like your shop. When oh, you get okay. a client, you can bring, bring them, them here. In, mm. And then me also, I pay you. Okay. So... I think that's how I started up. And then the Mukisa came to town. And then the guy saw me in a shop. I'm busy cutting with the guy. What are you doing? He's like, <laughs> like the guy. You're really a hustler. You're really a hustler, man. You already mm-hmm. have a location. I didn't even bring you to say, please give this guy a job. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even, by the way, I didn't go around asking for a job. No, okay, you just, clearly decided to get busy hands mm-hmm. on. So that's so what, how I got that. That's job. amazing. Is the salon still running? Yes, the okay. salon is now in Salama Road at Sanyu. Okay, yes. okay. And then the curtain business is at Avema. Yeah, curtain business is at Avema now. Okay, mm-hmm. two years down the road. Mm-hmm. You're one of the people who has really benefited from businesses moving online. Exactly. Right? That yes. you're able to start there and grow from there. Exactly. And then also, just listening to your story, the support you've had from people yes. is amazing. I hope you you know you're grateful Benefit, because yeah. friends just pushing you and supporting you and sharing knowledge with you. Exactly. That's something else. Huh? Yeah. Any advice hmm, for many people jumping into business? Any advice? What I can Because you've tried you a few this. different things yes. now two years in interior design. Uh, what I can tell the Uganda we are in, mm. you see sometimes it's not that I laugh at people, mm. but sometimes I feel hurt. You can be going back home, you find someone, he's selling, like, he has nice shoes, mm-hmm. but he gets a shop at around, like, maybe, uh, maybe, for instance, uh, in Entebbe Deep, mm-hmm. not even at the main road, mm-hmm. but deep inside, you find he's paying the shop, like, 200, mm-hmm. and then he gets, uh, maybe, shoes, uh, some clothes, but... You find that person, he's he supposed to parent, mm-hmm. you get it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I sit down and ask myself, like, what How? is this guy's dream? Mm. What is he looking up to? Okay. Why? Because me, what I realized, actually, in areas that are not close to the uh, main road or in a busy area, I think anything that someone's supposed to put there, if it's not this shop that sells daily stuff, Mm -hmm. things for the household. mm -hmm. I think it has to be something that someone uses his brain Mm -hmm. to bring that service out. Yeah. For instance, a saloon. Mm -hmm. A saloon you'll find out it's not a business whereby you're going to go to town. Uh, Maybe you say you've bought a saucepan or a cloth with 10,000 and then you're going to come and sell it at 15,000 so Mm -hmm. that you get that profit. Saloon, all someone needs is just your presence. Someone comes, I need this style of hair and then from nowhere you get the money. Mm -hmm. The money is not from what you're selling inside the shop, but it's about your work. I get what you're saying. I mean, what you're talking about business location, location yes. is important. Location is Where important. are you and what business what is it? What business and what is your target? You have to make sense. Yes. Okay. Yes. So people need to put more thought into the things they decide to do. Yes. Not just for yes. you have some company you start. Yes. Because you see, when this Deriki guy, we are supposed to start the saloon together. But mm-hmm. the guy was telling me, we guy. Imagine a saloon. We are going to buy the braids two thousand. I mean one thousand eight hundred, and then we are going to sell it two thousand. So it's just 200. a profit of two hundred. 
when shall we buy these expensive cars and then these good mm-hmm. stuffs you get mm-hmm. so i think i also built from that eh? mm-hmm. cuz i realize if for instance if you're doing fashion mm-hmm. you have these clothes it's not a bad business but at least learn how to do the tailoring stuff and all that mm-hmm. learn how to use the sewing machine so you can even adjust yes, when someone needs adjust, it yes mm-hmm. when someone needs it someone wants to fit on the cloth still you can get money mm-hmm. that's value just, addition yes. right there mm-hmm. you can't just be there and be like i'm just saying you go to we know look for outfits you bring them mm-hmm. and then someone has to come and look at it what if someone wants something creative like something that is just you just create it by your own mm-hmm. you get and then This is a business whereby however much things are tight because I can give you a good example salon guys mm-hmm. you find them they were working even though in covid mm-hmm. they could go home to home hey yes, have the machine people still need yes. it so actually the world where we are going in if you want something good mm-hmm. at least go in for something that is practical Mm, and something that makes sense. Mm, yes. Eh? Well, Kim, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to call you Kim since your friends call you Kim Solutions. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. It's yes. a pleasure having you on the show and sharing your experience. Yes. And yeah, and all the goodwill that you've had from so many other people. <laughs> so, how do we find you online? How do you find your business? Uh, online. Uh, you said Facebook? Facebook and mm-hmm. there as Kim Lego Cartons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then uh, Instagram mm-hmm. also Kim Lego Cartons. Then also Gigi. Mm-hmm. I'm also there. It's Kim mm-hmm. Lego Cartons. Okay. Yes. All right. Basically, then or someone can come to the shop that is in Abema shopping ground. Mm-hmm. That is B2. That's where the shop is. Okay. Yeah. And thank you for joining me. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Yes, it was also nice having me here. Well, nice to chat. <laughs> thank you. Groove Cafe.